Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Expeditors Podcast, where you can hear about front of my topics in the logistics and freight forwarding industry through the lens of a global logistics provider. I'm your host, Chris Parker, and today we'll be talking about LCL consolidation to learn what it is and how current ocean market conditions have affected shippers that use it. I'm also going to take a closer look at the retail industry and how rising trends have challenged retail, having them look to LCL as a viable option for continued success. To talk about this, I've brought in our manager of LCL and network planning, Brian Murphy, and our director of the retail vertical, Brian Ransford. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Good morning. Uh, since you're both named Brian, for the sake of clarity, as this is an audio-only format, may I refer to you as Murphy and Ransford private investigators? <laughs> or attorneys at law. Or yeah. attorneys at law, yeah. <laughs> Murphy, Murphy and Ranch Fed. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yes. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, so um, Murphy, let's start with you. What is, uh, let's get to know you a little bit more, get a little bit uh, of your background here. Uh, what is uh, your responsibilities around LCL and network planning? How do those two kind of like pair together? Sure. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I've been with Expeditors 25 plus years now. Wow. Um, yeah. On the ocean product in the last uh, about 10 years, I've been uh, in charge of our LCL product globally. Um, and so really the LCL product for expeditors is a global product mm -hmm. and it involves all of our network. So a lot of my work is around not just the, the product of LCL, but how our network, uh, ocean um, trucking, all of our services work together to develop that product and deliver that product. Yeah, excellent. And, and uh, Ransford, you as uh, director of Retail Vertical, um, how did you fall into that? And how can we understand retail? What does that mean? What does that cover? Well, yeah, it's interesting because over the course of my career, I've worked in several roles within expeditors, including operations, account management, um, and also uh, within our customs product. And kind of throughout that history, I've worked with uh, you know several of our retail customers and, and at what point was the global account manager for, for our largest retail customer mm -hmm. um, at the time. And so you know, it's given me kind of an opportunity to kind of see a little bit of the inside of, of how retail, at least from the logistics standpoint, works. Um, the retail vertical role is really to kind of be the, uh, I guess, subject matter expert, if you will, within our organization, understanding kind of the trends within the marketplace, what's happening uh, you know, with retail and how that relates to our customers so that we can uh, I guess first ensure that we're offering you know, services that meet their needs and then working um, to share some of the uh, kind of best practices that are happening with our, our retail customers you know, kind of across, uh, you know, across sectors as well to, to really kind of help make sure that we're supporting our, our customers in their uh, logistics needs and, and helping them uh, plan for you know, what they need in the future. Yeah, excellent. Uh, we've got a lot to cover here, and we're going to start with Murphy first talking about LCL, and then Ransford, I'll switch over to you to get a better understanding of how LCL works in the retail industry and how it's being used. So um, simply put, LCL, and I know I, it's an acronym. I should have said less than container load. Can you explain what that is? Absolutely. Yes, we love our acronyms. <laughs> so LCL, less than container load, uh, is an ocean freight solution where it, it's loose freight that's turned over. So it's loose freight turned over at an origin point where a, a service provider, a consolidator, mm -hmm. takes loose freight from multiple different customers and loads it into their own container, moves the container to a, a destination point where the container is then devanned 
and each one of those individual loose shipments is made available to to the customer. Because typically, you know, a, a customer would have to reserve a whole container to fill up and then move around. This is if they're not meeting that capacity, or they or um, they have you know smaller shipments to move. This is where they can just kind of pitch in. Everyone pitches into on on a single container. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So gotcha. instead of buying a, a full container or FCL, mm-hmm. right, where you can buy you know, you buy a forty foot container, you put as little or as you know, much as you want in that container. With LCL, um, yes, you're buying the space. So you're paying for just the space that you use inside that single container. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of said, you know, I kind of talked about a little bit just before, right now, but when or why would a shipper want to use LCL? Yeah, that's a great question. So LCL can be used for, it is used for, for many, many different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the, the easiest is there's a shipper or customer has uh, a lane where they simply don't have enough volume on a, a consistently or on a given week to load their own full container, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a break-even point where it's it's less expensive uh, to buy space inside a container than paying the full amount for a full container and, and say only putting one pallet in it, right? So sure. um, that's the basic reason. And then you know customers use it for a lot of different reasons, right? So maybe they need to get freight to smaller quantities of freight to fewer destinations or destinations where they don't have their own volume to build their own full containers. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a lot of, you know, with the, the, the trade wars, uh, Brexit, those kind of things changing as buying patterns are changing mm-hmm. and, and those lanes change. Um, we see customers really looking to LCL to use on those new lanes where they just don't have the weekly volume to build their own containers yet. Right. Okay. So, so it's not just a tool for export, but import as well. Absolutely. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So now, LCL has been around for a very long time. I did a little bit of research and saw that, you know, it like the history ties to like uh, car loads and trains and stuff like that. Like this is, this goes back hundreds of years. Um, let's look at the last 10 years. Has LCL seen any evolution or, or innovation? Is it, um, or is it pretty static and, and a pretty reliable method? Yeah. And yeah, thanks for keeping the history only to 10 years. Right? <laughs> uh, so yeah. And, it, it is a pretty static method. And then, you know, 10, 12 years ago, LCL um, was kind of the dreaded necessary evil, right? Um, mm. If you didn't have enough freight, you would have to go LCL. And it was a challenge in that just the information on, on where my freight is, how it's being moved, who's moving it, you know, supply chains, information systems were just not evolved to the point. So it was really kind of, you'd push a pallet off your back dock and, you know, eventually it would show up where you need it to, right? Sure, sure. Just a mystery. Um, (laughs) So in the last 10 years or so, what's really evolved is the information and the sophistication around, um, you know, not only retail supply chains, but just supply chains in general, right? Mm -hmm. So um, ocean supply chains have gotten much more consistent and believe it or not, reliable. Um, and the information flow between all the providers, you know, there's, there's multiple different touch points and providers and subcontractors involved in an LCL move. And, and it's just much easier these days to share information, to get the, the status of where that shipment is and what's going on with that shipment at any one time. Right. So really the kind of the, the, the sophistication of the supply chains have made it a much easier and much, uh, a more reliable um, mode of transportation. The ocean market, let's say, has been through 
quite a year, right? With uh, container shortages. Um, you know, I, I talked with Scott Kelly a couple episodes about uh, shipment schedule reliability. And, you know, we recently had the, the whole Suez Canal uh, situation. Um, how has LCL been able to meet customers' needs and, and help them navigate such a turbulent market? Yeah, and it, it it is a crazy market. Everybody's it's it's, it's a struggle, right? So, sure. um, a lot of some of the things that have really changed and evolved with LCL is, you know, LCL generally has more options for more lanes on how you can move cargo. Um, there have been developed more and more kind of differentiated service levels. So, if there's opportunities to um, speed up or perhaps slow down. Um, freight on specific lanes. A lot of mm-hmm. those options are available, um, and really just ability by a lot of LCL service providers to perhaps uh, route cargo around some of the key congestion points. Right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, you talked about you know whether you're speed up or slow down. Um, how much flexibility does it give a company's like momentum of or the pace of their of their um, of their flow of goods? Well, LCL on its own gives some momentum, but really when you start to look at LCL as, as a tool in your overall supply chain toolbox mm-hmm. and on, along your spectrum of, you know, full cost, full speed air freight to, you know, kind of standard slow ocean, sure. um, LCL starts to add some, some opportunities in between there on the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you can perhaps use LCL and maybe some expedited services when you need to get it there faster than a, perhaps a standard ocean transit would get it, but mm-hmm. not next day or within three days, like full sure. price air, right? So right. they still got they're still on a boat that has to float across. Still on a boat, got to go there. So and and it's also you know as as people look at their overall supply chains, LCL can give the opportunity to to maybe peel some of that freight out. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't have to inject um, all of the freight into your your DC network, right? Mm-hmm. So. There may be, you know, smaller portions of freight that you know are always going to have to go either to your specific stores or DCs, or maybe your customers' DCs, right? Mm-hmm. So you can start to segregate. Use LCL to start to segregate. You know, you're going to have full cost air freight. That's sorry, that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, you're going to have hopefully the bulk of your your supply chain can go on the, the best cost ocean methods, right? Mm-hmm. FCL, um, but maybe you can pull some of that out and use it as LCL. And, and save costs by not having to touch it within your network as much. New companies are going to start moving their goods or they're going to start surfacing and starting out in a really trying period in transportation right now. What does the new customer look like? And are they doing anything with LCL that perhaps a more tenured or uh, a more traditional company would not have considered using LCL in the past? Like, are they coming up with new ideas or new ways to use LCL? Uh, yeah, so new customers, um, new and existing customers, right? But really to look at that spectrum, we're seeing a lot of customers, um, you know, with with obviously the, the today's market, right? And the things mm-hmm. going on in the world, supply chains are flattening out, right? And customer buying patterns are changing. So we're seeing more customers really that need to get smaller quantities to more places closer to their in consume their their immediate customer right sure so we are seeing a lot of customers look to lcl as as a mode to really flatten and spread out 
their supply chain and kind of right size it and make sure they're getting just the right quantities to the, the specific places they need them to go. Now, Ransford, let's switch over to you to learn more about retail and its relationship with LCL. I'm going to kind of echo this question again. So what trends have you been seeing uh, retailers are finding themselves in that necessitates this continued use of LCL? Well, it's interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of it touches on what, what Brian was talking about. Um, you know, in today's market, you know, because of, of you know, schedule unpredictability and congestion in the current market, you know, it allows um, a retail brand to ship orders as they're available um, mm. instead of having to wait until they have enough product, uh, pr- you know, production has, has uh, produced enough to fill a full container. They can, they can ship orders, either smaller orders or partial orders um, by ocean and uh, avoid, you know, the higher cost of having to move it by air. Mm-hmm. Um, or the delay of having to wait for you know enough product to be able to fill a container, so it gives them more flexibility that way. You know, the, the retail market, especially in the U.S. right now, is is dealing with very significant inventory shortages. Um, you know, the sales to inventory ratio is is really at you know twenty plus year lows right now in the U.S. Wow, um, and so. You know, retail brands are looking at, it, at all types of options to speed up uh, orders and try to replenish, uh, you know, stock within their their uh, their inventory network. And mm-hmm. so this gives them one, you know, one more option in terms of continuing to keep product flowing so that uh, they can you know, try to you know meet the needs of their customers uh, where they are. Um, Brian touched on a couple other points, you know, sourcing changes that are happening. You know, we've seen that over the last couple of years as, uh, you know, the implications of the, the uh, uh, China-U.S. trade, ter- uh, trade tariffs impl- uh, were implemented. Mm-hmm. You know, new markets uh, were starting to, you know, be found for uh, retail production, uh, especially apparel and footwear. Um, but it, you know, it's difficult to move production from one country to the other and have the same you know, the same quality and the same, uh, you know, production rate. So you had, you know, less predictability around their, their, um, their ability to have product ready to ship. So this yeah. again, gives them the option that, you know, perhaps only half of an order passed quality control. So they could, you know, at least ship that half of an order by LCL instead of having to hold it until the other half of the order could be, you know, redone and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the full container loaded. So it gives them the, you know, the, the option to continue to flow product through their, their supply chain. Um, probably one of the biggest trends, um, you know, that also is, is a benefit of, uh, the less than container loader LCL is sustainability. Um, sure. yeah. you know, it, it, uh, allows, you know, as we've talked about, you know, the, the mode shift from, for smaller orders from air to, to ocean, if they are not as time critical um, and don't need to be there, you know, with, within a matter of, of a couple of days, then, then it can be uh, loaded in a, a consolidated LCL container. Um, and the, the carbon footprint of that shipment uh, would be significantly lower than, than if it was uh, shipped by air. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's been, uh, you know, continued, emphasis of, of retail brands. And uh, this, this definitely supports that. Now, you've kind of touched on a little bit, but what special needs or requirements does the retail space bring when they're looking to move goods via LCL that you find different from other, uh, other industries? Uh, I think, 
Um, you know, visibility now is becoming a much bigger um, need. I think, you know, traditionally LCL was looked at as, you know, a cost savings option for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, instead of shipping by air or shipping a, a you know, lower utilized container um, with, with empty space in it, um, you know, they could they could use an LCL program and, and save you know save some costs associated with it that way. Sure. But that raised challenges at the time, you know, especially uh, you know if, if co-loaders were being used and there was you know unpredictability in the schedules and, and you know lack of visibility because you have an, a third party introduced in that. Um, but the benefit really to using LCL today is the visibility gains that Brian touched on. Mm-hmm. You know, for for retail, you know, the supply chain and the speed and agility in that supply chain has has become paramount. Um, and being able to to position the product closer to the to the consumer, like like Brian was talking about, is is critical. So uh, we're seeing things like smaller distribution centers in urban locations to be able to position. Um, product closer to the consumer, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, they need to know where that product is at any given point because uh, you know there's a lot of uh, you know dynamics happening right now, especially that that dictates uh, you know where that where that product is needed. You know, markets are opening up at different paces, and and of course, consumer demand is different in different in different locations. So they want to be able to. Uh, you know, make sure that they have the right product in the right place for, for the customer. Now that the access to visibility is improving, you've still got unpredictability. Um, if I only need like, you know, let's say 25% of a, of a container's space to, to fit my goods, but there's no capacity. Is, has that been proving a, a big challenge right now? How do you mitigate that? That's, that's absolutely been a huge challenge. And, and being able to, you know, right now, the, the one of the biggest problems is just actually, you know, Getting gaining access to a container to load. Uh, right, there, right. There's container imbalances, you know, within the supply chain across the globe. Mm-hmm. So one of the the benefits of this is that you know a, a uh, an NBO or a forwarder has that container um, that they're consolidating LCL loads for. So so again, it it you know allows that product to continue flowing mm-hmm. um, and 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 keeping it on the on the move closer to the. Per- to the customer than uh, than if you you know were waiting for your own container to load. Sure. So we've got you know capacity issues. I mean, Visibility is improving, um, but these all sound like really big considerations, right? Um, and we as a freight forwarder, we always want to be ans- we always want to be able to answer the question, "Where's my freight?" Um, and so for retailers specifically, how can this cost of capacity and visibility be justified to make LCL a viable option? Really today, Chris, to be honest, there there is no justification for it because the retailer needs to have visibility to their product throughout their supply chain. Yeah. And absolutely. That, that as as we see markets opening up at different paces, as we see, you know, the rise of e-commerce, of course, um, you know, it makes it the, the customer expectations are that that as soon you know, when they press that that purchase button that they know how exactly when that product is going to be, you know, on their doorstep or available for them to per- pick up at the store. Mm-hmm. So the cut, the retail brands really need that, that speed and vis- visibility within their supply chain to be able to make sure they're positioning, um, you know, the, the product closest to the customer to be able to fulfill that order. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be something that we see, I think, you know, coming out of this and, and, and one of the future market dynamics is retailers now are using 
sales data and analytics actually on a daily basis to make, you know, looking at where the demand for a specific product is the highest right. to make sure that they position that, that product as close as they can to that consumer and get it there as quickly as, as they need to, to meet customer expectations. So where, where, where there are these gaps in access and, and availability, you know, LCL essentially, like while, you know, Murphy, you called it, it like it used to be known as this necessary evil. It's, it's a crucial tool that can help people kind of maintain their flow, but um, they're looking to data then to kind of fill in the gaps where there would be in a traditional LCL uh, move right now yeah. right? To, to help yeah. them succeed. Is that, that's, that's what you're saying? And, and the you know, the point that Brian made about one more tool in their toolbox is, yeah. is a great analogy because you know, it just gives them greater flexibility Mm-hmm. around you know to do different things within their supply chain too um, you know gives her, them greater agility for direct to store programs where you know, instead they can bypass their distribution center if there's you know specific product or or uh, you know programs that they want to you know be able to to deliver directly to the store mm-hmm. um, or you know gives them greater flexibility around delivering smaller loads to these smaller uh, fulfillment centers that are that are popping up in more urban locations instead of you know, trying to you know, schedule and maneuver a full you know, 40 foot container into the middle of Manhattan. You know, cool. Now you're yeah, that's <laughs> that's a challenge. Now it's uh, you know now you can deliver with a box truck and, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know it's more like a regular delivery. Yeah, okay. um, and and I'm you know with e-commerce especially now you're seeing greater. Uh, you know, sales of bulkier items too. Mm-hmm. So things like furniture um, is, is, you know, is something you don't want to try to air freight because of the costs associated with that. Yeah. Um, so LCL gives the opportunity to, uh, you know, utilize different services to, to get that, that, uh, you know, coffee table or, or whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know, closest to the consumer and, uh, and, and speed up the, the delivery without having to incur you know prohibitive costs of, of air freighting it yeah absolutely murphy let's switch back over to you for these you know kind of closing questions that i've got here um how has lcl played out in the success of some companies or other industries uh yeah we've seen it in in many other industries in much the same ways right as their supply chains have flattened um, certainly as buying patterns have changed over the last few years it's been a huge use for lcl um you know, in industries where merger and acquisition is is big, right? And larger companies either acquire each other or other smaller companies and, and they need to get their handle, you know, their arms around all of mm-hmm. the freight that they're moving. Mm-hmm. Um, LCL is a way that they can kind of start to, to, to split off and right size the those lanes um, that they pick up in a new business. Um, and really a lot of it is, is again around where is LCL able to work as a strategic solution, right? Mode solution within within their overall supply chain. It sounds like it's a really, you know, like a transition tool of some sort. So when, when a company is going through a big change, they're going to look to LCL to help them, like you said, um, Murphy, like right size things or, or Ransford, as you're talking about sourcing changes, transition into from one location to another uh, without having huge impact on the rest of the supply chain or on the rest of their customers, their end customers. For the companies that are kind of starting out um, and and the smaller organizations, how does LCL fit into their growth? How do they use it to grow? Yeah, I think uh, small companies and companies of all sizes use it to grow, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So a small company in particular, maybe starting out, maybe they're buying in in smaller 
quantities as they get their business going. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, it it's a more cost-effective way for them, like we said earlier, to, to rent space in a container rather than to buy the full container, right? Sure. To ship air. Um, and maybe as a small customer is, is just starting out in, in today's global marketplace, they, you know, all of their product may not be going to one place, not even one country, right? Mm-hmm. So LCL helps them to immediately have a global supply chain. Mm-hmm. They can send, you know, pallets of freight all over, you know, and then the ideal is as they grow, they can, they can develop those, those um, patterns and those economies of scale. And if they can get to full container, very consistent volumes um, and still keep, you know, LCL as part of their overall strategy where they can peel those, those smaller shipments off mm-hmm. and, and really keep their supply chain intact. Yeah, for sure. I think that the, the variation in service levels with LCL as well has really helped that out because now, you know, it's not just ocean or, or air freight. It, you know, you have some, some grades of, of, uh, you know, lead times within there that they can manage to as well. Yeah. For sure. What special considerations would an organization need to think about um, to know when LCL is the right option for them? And something I like to ask everyone, you know, kind of as we're closing is what is the most overlooked detail um, for LCL? So I would say the most overlooked detail for LCL is that it's a viable option, right? It's it's a good strategic choice. Um, And in the, the big details, when you look at your supply chain and where will it fit, um, you know, you got you got to look at your your products and your lead times and what those what services are out there to to satisfy those lead times, and then start to really look at um, you know your partners and who's going to help with that. LCL mm-hmm. has a lot of touch points, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there, there's opportunity for for things to to happen within those touch points. So how do how do your your partners manage not just their network, but their network of, of suppliers and, and subcontractors, right? So how does that, how does that keep your, not only your freight moving and your freight safe, but manage your brand, right? So all yeah. those considerations. Absolutely. Ransford, what about you? Any uh, overlooked details that you can think of? Well, I would just, uh, I would kind of agree with Brian that um, yeah, I think that understanding how to use it as a, another, uh, you know, option to ensure, you know, your, your lead time, you have more flexibility in your lead times mm-hmm. um, and making sure that, you know, of course, aligning with, with the right partner, um, as, as you know, Murphy said, in terms of uh, uh, visibility uh, to be able to, to make sure that, you know, you can use it as a, a, uh, a tool um, to be able to you know, execute on your, your sales and your, your fulfillment strategies to, uh, you know, position product where it needs to be is, is you know, and get that, uh, that customer experience that's, you know, getting that product to them as quickly as they, as you can after their order. All right. Well, Murphy and Ransford, uh, attorneys at law, where if people wanted to know more about you guys, uh, or just get into contact with you to learn more about whether it's retail or LCL, uh, how can they find you? Murphy, what about you? Let's start with you. Uh, well, you can reach out to any of your local expediters offices and ask about LCL, right? Yep. We have a, a global network. Um, staff is very well involved. We have LCL, information about LCL on our expediters website um, that can lead you to some some information and some solutions and help you get in touch with our people as well. Cool. Ransford? Yeah. And on our on the external website, there's also a retail and a fashion uh, page within the industries we serve. And so uh, you can contact me through that. 
and I have uh, we have a region regional team uh, in Asia, uh, Europe, and North America as well. So we have regional managers that can uh, you know, be contacted as well, and I can direct you to the right person there. Cool. Well, I will include those links in the show notes. Uh, but until then, Brian Murphy, Brian Ransford, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, this was a lot of fun to chat about, and I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate Thanks, it. Chris. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you've got questions or want to learn more about today's topic, check out the show notes for more information. And before you go, make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast app you're using so you won't miss the next episode. To learn more about Expediters, you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or simply visit us at expediters.com. Take care, and I'll see you next time.